0: Hi everybody, it's Busy from Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. It's episode 198. I can't believe that 198. We're two episodes away from 200. Crazy. Crazy. 200. That'll be 200 episodes. Who would have known that three years ago I would still be doing this podcast but here I am still doing this podcast and I haven't changed I don't think that much but we now have all these guests that come on on Thursdays which is fun which is fun it's different but I always like to do mine too and a friend of mine I'm gonna give her a little wink who's in Florida was like I like it when you go on by yourself because I love your stories and all that so here I am solo today on episode 198 and um. Faith without works is dead. I love that. That's one of my favorite sayings from the Bible. And you may be asking me, like, is this a, this isn't a religious podcast. This is, no, it's about getting sober, which it is about getting sober. But I think that, um, I think we can't get sober without some faith. Now your faith may be in the sunrises your faith may be in the sunsets. Your faith may be in the trees. Your faith may be in flowers. Your faith may be in birds. Your faith may be in God. Whatever your faith is in, it's important that we have faith. Last week, I talked all about fear, right? So we have all this fear, 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 fear. And there's a lot to be fearful of right now. The world is in a very crazy place. So there's a lot of fear. But how do you not Go to fear, and how do you just go to faith? It takes time, it takes energy, it takes practice, it takes a lot of practice. I woke up this morning, and a lot of you know that I've been doing this. Um, I've been doing a morning meditation. I read a little bit and then I listen to a meditation. I meditate for 15 minutes and then I write about it. And this morning, I realized how much faith I really have today and what a miracle it is that I have it. And so for those of you that are listening, that are like, wait a minute, I have no faith. I don't get it. I totally can agree. I I can relate to that. I can relate to not getting it. I can relate to not having faith. I can relate to being like, oh my God. And I love to call it either Eeyore. So Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, because Eeyore was like, oh my God, another day. could relate to that and i can always and i can also relate to chicken little and chicken little is going the sky's falling the sky's falling oh my god oh my god oh my god and just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and um i realize now that when i was doing the spinning and doing the eeyore part of my life i was um i wasn't living in a solution I was living in the problem and I was living in the fear and I wasn't living in the faith. And so I can only live in faith one day at a time. So each day I have to be, I have to be aware of what's going on inside of me. Right? So if I get caught up, I can get caught up very easily. I can get caught up in the news. So I don't watch it anymore. I can get in, I can caught, get caught up in other people's drama where I want to own it and I want to fix it. Do you know what I mean? Like you get caught up in the drama and the story and you're like, I can see a train wreck coming. I just have to worry about it. I'm going to call the person. I'm going to tell them what to do. I'm going to tell them how they're going to get out of this, how they're going to figure this out when really it's none of my business. That's taken a long time. That's taken a long time realizing it's none of my business. And I don't have to spend all the time excuse me. I don't have to spend all this time and energy worrying about other people's lives because my life for a long time was definitely not <laughs> where I wanted it to be. Um, I was worried all the time. I talked about this last week, worried about food, worried about how I'm going to pay my bills, how I'm going to get my kids through school. And, um, I had, I worried a lot and, um, everybody would be like, well, have some faith, have some faith. And I'd be like, but I don't know what that feels like. What is faith? What is faith? And uh, and I know some people aren't religious. And the crazy thing is, is that I've been going to church my whole entire life. Um, I went to Catholic church when I was younger and when I could make a choice for my own and I had kids, I went to the Episcopal church, which I still go to, to this day. And um, And that like was crazy having coming and realizing i needed to have some faith i was like people would talk about the faith and i'd be like i don't even get it i don't even get what that means having faith so i'm going to tell you a little bit about what me, faith means to me and faith without works that that scripture means to me today and um so faith believing that something's going to be okay when everything looks like it's not going to be So I have no money. How am I going to feed my kids? But how do I have faith? So I have faith by, I pray. Okay. So, and even if you're not a religious person, prayer, you can pray anyway. Will it hurt you to pray? I don't think so. And if you have to pray to the gods of the trees, if you have to pray to the gods of the sun, if you have to pray to the gods of the plants or gods of the rocks or gods of the cars, whatever it is, but pray to something that, I don't want to feel this feeling anymore. Right? So if you have this prayer that goes, you know, like, God, please watch over me or the God of the trees, please watch over me or God of the rocks, please watch over me and help me not have fear. I would do that. Okay. So I'd say that. And while I'm saying it, did I really believe that anything was going to help happen? I don't know. I don't know if I did, but at least got me not thinking about the gloom and gloom and the Eeyore land. Okay. That it did do. It made me feel like, okay, you know what? Um, you can just, I, I just got out of myself. I just said a prayer. I just asked for help, which is a huge thing. And i talked about that no, numerous, numerous, numerous times. It's like such a huge thing. You know, it's so hard to, uh, get out of yourself and to ask for help. It's so hard to ask for help. It's just we're just not raised to ask for help, you know, and um I think asking for help is a major sign of courage. It's not a sign of weakness. I think the people who say it's a sign of weakness are probably weak weasels. But uh I think it's a sign of like strength because you know what nobody's good at everything. Nobody is. Nobody walking on this planet is good at anything. So going, hey, I need some help. And if it's to something you can't touch and can't smell, maybe it's not as scary as asking an actual human. So you ask this higher power, can you help me today? And I did that all the time, all the time. I asked, can you please help me? Can you please help me? Can you please help me? And that's the works. That's the works. And faith faith without works is dead. So faith without having any works going along with it uh, is dead. So it's kind of like, I want to win the lottery. Well, how are you going to win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket? Well, how am I going to have faith if I don't pray in anything, pray for anything, even if it's like, again, the rocks or the planets or the sun, um, having something that you believe in that works for you is important to have the faith to say the prayers. Cause I can tell you, so back in those days, and I remember, and I said this to you guys last week, like falling to my knees, asking God to help for help. And I remember falling to my knees and saying, cause I had a mom that really said stuff to me that was constantly playing in my head. Like, you're not good. You're never going to be good. You're this, you're that other names that I don't want to go into. And um falling to my knees in my hallway, actually right out the side of the room I'm in right now and falling to my knees and saying, God, please take that voice away. And, um, I don't know if it happened instantaneous, but it did go away. That voice of my mother went away eventually. And that gave me faith. That gave me faith. When I said, God, please, I don't want to, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want, I don't want to drink anymore. I really don't want to drink anymore. Please help me God. Please help me God. And my craving for alcohol went away. That was like, Hmm, that gave me faith. That gave me faith. You know, knowing that I was doing the best I could each day gave me faith that gave me faith. Um, you know, uh, if you don't drink one day at a time, I don't feel like there's as much emphasis as it it was maybe 14 years ago. So I'm going to reiterate it. If you get one day of sobriety, it's your winner. I I don't care. One day, one day. If, If the only thing you do right in one day is not drink, that'll give you faith. It gives you faith. It's like, okay, how did I, who drank? I don't want to say I drank every day. Cause I didn't drink every day. I was a bitch drinker, but when I drank, I got drunk. Okay. And uh, I never thought I was ever going to stop drinking because it was the answer to all my prayers. I didn't have to feel right. I didn't have to feel, I didn't have to face things. I had this, uh, it was the answer to everything. I really loved, loved drinking and um because i didn't have to feel cuz if i had to feel i'd believe those words my mom would say to me i'd believe the lies spinning in my head that i was no good i was this i was that which were all lies we're all good we're all good we just happen to have a disease that makes us believe that we're not good and believes that we have a choice i think that once if you're an alcoholic and you've passed that place of no longer being a pickle now or no longer being a cucumber and now you're a pickle uh you can't go back it's just a problem it's just reality so you can't go back and say all right I'm just gonna have one drink it just didn't work for me so when I decided that uh I didn't have a choice anymore and that I wasn't a bad person that I did have a disease because I remember that that craving that happened after I'd have one and I'd want another one and another one and another one and it didn't matter it didn't matter how much I'd tell you I'd pray and how much I'd pay you that I wasn't gonna have another one I'd do it anyway so recognizing that and realizing that when the drinking like disappears and you're with yourself and you have all these feelings, which I didn't know what any feeling was, I can tell you, cause I wasn't allowed to feel like anxiety or whatever, all those words. I had no idea what any of them meant. People would talk about them and I'd be like, what is that? I don't only know cold or hot. So it was all brand new for me having a feeling and taking the time to realize that those feelings aren't gonna kill me. Those feelings aren't gonna be, they're not gonna make my life horrible. Those feelings aren't going to, aren't always reality, right? Because feelings change. Feelings can be one way one day and be another way another day, right? Like one day or an hour, or actually a couple minutes. One minute you could be sad and the next minute you could be happy and knowing that we can do those things and it's okay and it's not going to kill us is an amazing thing it's amazing 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 thing and recognizing that no one's perfect is another big thing that's helped me um i don't think being perfect is uh is attainable anyway i i I mean for robots i think robots are supposed to be um, I think they're supposed to be perfect. I think some computer programs are supposed to be perfect. But I think human beings are um, are not perfect. And I think it's okay not to be perfect. I think that I learn from my mistakes, right? I learn when I do things that cause me pain. If I do something that causes me pain, then I realize what... It, It is that causes me pain and then I don't want to do it anymore, right? But sometimes it takes doing the same thing over and over again and having the same result of pain and realizing I've got to change something and it's the courage to change. It's the courage to change that makes everything better. So again, going to that faith, because now I I sit here and I think of so many experiences that I've been through that I didn't really, you know, I faked it till I made it that's what we say, like faking it till I made it. I had feelings like of sadness and remorse and regret and a ton of shame. I had so much shame. I was like, I can't pay for my kids. This is kind of a shameful, I have to go. Um, I had to have get, you know, apply for, uh, whatever. I had applied to get my kids that health insurance I told you guys about last week. And you know, That came with a lot of shame and it came with a lot of shame that I am an alcoholic. Like that's like, it comes with so much shame and remorse and regret and time wasted and oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. None of us are stupid. None of us are stupid. We're all just trying to do this thing called life. It doesn't come with a handbook, right? It's like we're not given a kid and said that here's a handbook and this is what you're supposed to do. And your kid's going to turn out perfectly. Well, if there was, we would all do it. But the reality is there, it, that isn't there. I don't know if we'd all do it actually anyway, because let's face it, I like that life's a little spicy and there's lots of different people and all different ways of doing life. But it's taking time to have that faith. So the faith that I talked about that's blind and that's, you know, you can't buy, um, takes time. And, uh, the more that I realize, and I'm just going to use the God word cause it works for me. It's what works for me. And I hope I'm not offending anyone, but God works for me. So God is good orderly direction and God is in heaven. So God for me in heaven is, um, has given me the ability to like trust that everything's going to work out when it didn't look like that it was going to. So when I was like, something really bad was going to happen, I'm going to give you an example of my honeymoon. So on my honeymoon, we we had a ballistic missile was coming to Hawaii and we were sitting in a parking lot in Hawaii, in Maui. Every cell phone goes off around us. A thousand cell phones go off. At least we were at a swap meet, which is like a huge flea market in a, a school parking lot in Maui and we all these cell phones go off and it's like a ballistic missile is headed your way go for cover now i'll never forget there was we were in a jeep we had had rented a jeep so we had there was a jeep there um we had bought a couple things prior to this happening and we're kind of spinning like being newly sober, like what way am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? There's a ballistic missile coming from, I don't know where China, I guess. I don't know where it was coming to, where it was coming. If it was coming from Korea, somewhere in Korea, I think it was coming from um, North Korea. It was coming. But anyway, so there's this, there's this ballistic missile coming and my husband and I are walking around in circles and, um, we're like, I said to my husband, let's go to that church basement. I mean, the school basement, it was in a school party. Um, and he was like, why are we gonna go in a basement with a bunch of strangers? Why wouldn't we stand out here in the sun, looking at the beautiful mountain range of Hawaii and just be out here? And I was like, you're right. Why would we go into some basement of some building when we could just be here? And the crazy thing is all I was visualizing, I don't know, from watching movies when I was a kid was this huge mushroom, the mushroom cloud that came up and was like, shh. And it's gonna be like a big,
1: you know,
0: um, that gave me, and it didn't come as obviously I'm sitting here talking to you guys. But, um, in that moment when it was over, I had this faith. It was like, God is watching over me. Like everything's gonna be okay, Elizabeth. Like everything's gonna be the way that God wants it to be. And what I think may be a mistake could be a huge, a huge gift, right? So like getting sober. I thought getting sober was gonna be the end of my world. I was gonna be hanging out with a bunch of losers. My life was gonna suck. I was gonna have this shitty life. It was gonna be horrible. I was never gonna be able to have fun again. I was gonna hang out with these people that are holier than now. And it's been quite the contrary. Um Getting sober has given me this life that's beyond anything I could ever imagine. And, you know, one thing that's new for me that's happened recently is that I'm recognizing that what the thoughts that go on in my head match my heart. Like there's a large, look at the, how, how far it is. After those watching me on YouTube. So you're in your heart to your head. It's like, that's kind of, I mean, it's not that far, but it's kind of far. And for a long time, they didn't match each other. Right. So my heart would feel one thing and my head would say, don't feel that way. Don't feel that way or feel this way. And your heart would be like, well, no, I, I do care about that. And your head would say, no, you shouldn't care about that. And, um, I hope that made sense, but like, they didn't match and today, I, I feel like they match. Like, I have hope. I have faith that everything's going to work out the exact way it's supposed to work out. I might not want it to work out a certain way, but in the end, it's always better than what I ever thought it was going to be. Um, I can tell you, I would never imagined that I would be packing up my house right now where I am, renting it out going to florida and then we think we're going to go somewhere after that we don't florida's not it it's not it for us we tried it it wasn't for us but we'll go back there till february but you know realizing that i tried something and i didn't like it and it's okay it was huge it was huge and my husband's like sure didn't work we'll keep moving to the next thing and um knowing that we have each other's all that really matters And knowing that I have faith in God and God's going to watch over me, it doesn't really matter, right? It's like everything always works out better than I could ever imagine. I remember being so poor and always worrying about money. And I don't have that worry anymore, thank you, God. But that took time. That was a good 10 years that I was worried about money maybe even 14 years. No, 13 years. That I was worried about money and didn't trust that everything was going to be okay. Cause I had this fear, this fear, this fear. I had to chase things, and chase things. And I'd shove um, square pegs into round holes. And I try to manipulate things so that they'd work out for my benefit. And in the end, it never was for my benefit. Like I was kind of t- like showing me signs right along the way. Like, don't get into this relationship with this person because it's not going to work out. You're totally different people. And I'd be like, oh yes, I want to be friends with this person. But in the end, it wasn't going to work out. We're too different. It's okay. Not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody am I going to be best friends with. Not everybody am I going to be friends with. And that's okay. But that took a long time to get to. But having that faith that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out, is, um, is hard because it's blind faith. As I just mentioned, it's like blind. It's like believing in something that you don't even know you can't touch, you can't smell, you can't feel and knowing in your heart, like I've got to have faith today. I have to have faith because if I keep doing this fear thing and do the or Oh my God. Or the, the chicken little, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. I don't get anywhere. I just don't get any hope. I don't get any faith. I don't get any, it's life is not joyful. So I want life to be joyful. And especially if we have kids, it's like, geez Louise, I want them to have fun. Even if I'm not, I want to at least make it fun for them. I know when I was drinking, I wasn't that fun. When I'd say, go literally play in traffic because you're driving me crazy. That wasn't fun. That wasn't fun. Being hungover wasn't fun. Being the mom that was like, ugh. And wishing time away, always wishing time away. You know, always I can't wait till they're grown up. I used to be like that all the time. I can't wait till they're grown up. I can't wait till they go, they go away. Now they're gone. Oh my God. I'm like, why did they go? Oh my God, I miss that time so much. And we wish these things away. I don't wish my life away today. I mean, that is faith. Like I spent so much time you know, worrying about everything being okay and wanting time to go away that I missed all the good stuff. I missed all the good stuff. And it's like, you know, if we have these expectations that our kids are going to be perfect, and especially, I don't know, for this COVID time, I, I, you know, I, I think you guys are the warriors that are out there, the moms and dads, that have kids at home and are homeschooling and are dealing with this crazy pandemic. I mean, it's freaking hard. I don't even have little kids and it's hard, but I can imagine having little kids and they had all like the first day of school. It's like, you're taking a picture. I just saw kids in our area just went back to school and they're taking pictures of their kids sitting in their kitchen at their computer. And here's first day of school. That sucks. And it's hard. It's hard. And I think that if we don't have expectations of everybody during this time, it makes it a lot easier. It's like we're all trying to do our best. Even our kids are trying to do our best. And it's hard not to get stuck in, oh my God, this sucks. It's horrible. Isn't this normal? We cannot get. It's like, who wants to get on a pity party plane party? Who wants to go to a pity party? Not me. Nobody ever wanted to go before. We all know this sucks. We all know the environment we're living in sucks. It sucks. Nobody's having fun. Nobody's having fun. Kids aren't having fun. People can't go to work. They're not having fun. But how do we change that around by having faith each day and going, okay, this is what, this is where we are today. So we're in a pandemic. We're at home. We're looking at each other for another day in a row. And uh, how can we enjoy this? How can we make this fun? How can we do that? So I don't know. Go for a walk with your family every night and see how many colors of green you see outside on your walk. Um, notice, um, cause in where, if you live somewhere where there's seasons, um, you can see things changing, right? So you can watch, you can have faith that like, okay, wait, did you guys see on our walk today? There was a little coolness to the air. Did you see one of those leaves was tra- changing colors in that tree? Did you notice that the birds aren't different? Did you see the grass looks a little different? Um, there's so many things you can focus on rather than the negative and the fear. You can make things beautiful, right? It's our imaginations. I was listening to something on NPR that not that long ago that said today with computers and TVs and everything that's coming at us at all times, social media, all of that it's left little time for the imagination, right? Nobody's imagining, nobody's like having these, like nobody's imagining things anymore. And, um, I, I love having my imagination. It's like, I think that some ways it makes me a little kid still, because I love, um, and you can laugh at me about this, but I love Tinkerbell. I love fairies. I love butterflies. I love all that. It gives me it makes, gives me joy, right? It gives me joy. And um, there's so much joy and good going on. But if I don't use my imagination, I can't see it. So I can tell you this. I went and um, as you all know, I'm packing up my house. So I'm packing up my house. I have a lot of Christmas stuff. A lot of Christmas stuff. Like too much Christmas stuff. But I have a lot of Christmas stuff. But I'm a little kid at heart, as I just mentioned. So I have all this Christmas stuff. And I can't. I started to imagine where we're going to live, not this Christmas, but next Christmas, the Christmas of 2020, um, the Christmas of 2021 and setting up my Christmas village and what it's going to be like. And I think that like if we start to focus on all the good things that are going to happen after this pandemic, like what's going to happen? Like the whales have had a chance to go swimming and there's not cruise ships everywhere. And the dolphins are out there playing and the birds, there's not as many planes. And it's like, it's kind there's not as much pollution in cars. Like there's so many good things that are going on to focus on that. And that's like faith, right? That shows you faith, like believing in those things and then having them come true. Like having that sense of like, I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink. And you don't have the craving that gives you, that, that's faith right? That shows you like somebody's there. Somebody's got your back. Like, who is that? It's not, you can't see him. You can't touch it, but that's faith that you don't have that anymore. You don't have that desire. It gives you faith. How do you feed that faith each and every day? And so faith without works is dead. How are you going to work on it for you? Uh, Saying that prayer will help. I promise you It, it, it will not hurt you. And, um, You don't have to necessarily get on your knees, but if you want to get on your knees, get on your knees, but do what's right for you and, uh, take the time to fall in love with yourself and realize that, um, there's a reason I'm here. Sometimes we don't know the reason. Sometimes we may never know the reason, but knowing you're here for a reason and something out in the world loves you. And I can tell you this falling in love with yourself is huge and it's hard, and especially with all those big, ugly adjectives I used earlier. Um, but taking the time to realize that you're worth it and work it if you're worth it, and take the time each day to fall in love with you and know that you're not alone. Okay. If you reach out to me, you can always reach out to me at busy, B I Z Z Y, at busylivingsober.com, B U S Y for busy living sober. Go check out my website. I'm on all those social media platforms. I'm not on there often. I try to go like once a day because I'm trying to stay busy living sober. You know, I'm trying to stay busy living sober because I don't regret the time that I lost, but I don't want to lose any more time. I want to have, I want to have imaginations. I want to use my imagination. I want to play. I want to have fun. I don't want to feel like I'm watching someone else's life on Facebook. Cause I don't really care that much. I don't want to boyer into other people's lives because it's boring to be completely honest. I don't care where people went on trips and how happy you are in that 20, that whatever millisecond that that picture was taken. It's none of my business. I don't care. I'm sorry. I want to have that own life myself. And if I'm looking at my camera or looking at my phone, I miss it all. It's time gets wasted in this warped zone of social media. So I don't want to go there. I want to have faith today. I want to have faith that everything's going to work out just the way it was supposed to work out. And, um, and trust in that each and every day cause it gives me this life that's amazing. And today my heart matches my head and I can tell you all that I love you. And if you're doing this, I just cheer you on. Come on one more day. Cause, uh, alcoholism is cunning baffling powerful and alcohol is a killer and, uh, and so are drugs and, uh, you're perfect the way you are. Just take time to realize that you're perfect. Take time to realize that you wanna have faith and you don't wanna be scared anymore. Feed this faithy guy, don't feed the fear, feed the faith. No more or get more into Tigger. Tigger's good, Pooh's good. Tigger's good, Pooh's good. They're really good, they're fun. You wanna be fun and happy, enjoy and free, and not worry about the drinking anymore or when you're gonna score the next drug. It's all about scoring the next smile from your kids or from your mate, whoever your mate is, whoever your partner is, whoever your friend is. And if you don't have one right now, call me, reach out to me at Busy Living Sober and I promise I'll cheer you on and you won't be alone and have some faith today. I hope that works for you. I hope you could relate today's podcast and until next time, guess what? Keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye.